You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Our text today is Igris Moshe Chosh Nishbat Chilak Bet Simen Samach Tet. This is a tshuva from Yisruchag uh, Sukkot, Tashin Lamed Zayin, uh, 5737, so we're in 1977. The title is, Regarding uh, abortion, um, to make clear that this is prohibited even if the purpose of the abortion is to relieve pain and suffering for the mother. Uh, this is written to Chassani um, Kivni, Rev Moshe David there's no doubt about the outcome of this tshuva. Rav Moshe tells you um, from the very beginning. Mefurish betosus and hundred daf nintesam and aleph de bramas veleka the aser bepshitus beiser ritzicha that the prohibition of um, of abortion uh, is included under the category of ritzicha the leka made in the lisrael shari laakum aser and that is demonstrated but also derived from the principle that there isn't anything that is forbidden to non-Jews, which is permitted to Jews. Non-Jews are forbidden, according to Rabbi Shmuel, from Shafech Dama Adam Ba'adam. So therefore, Rav Moshe doesn't distinguish between Shvichus Dama and Ritzicha. It must be Ritzicha for Jews also, and not just in Abizrayu de Ritzicha, but actual Ritzicha. We have to be clear that saying it's Ritzicha is not the same as saying that Rav Moshe believes that the fetus is a full human being. Um, he entertains, for example, in the middle of the Truva, the possibility that abortion within the first 40 days is permitted to non-Jews, but uh, still forbidden to Jews because non-Jews uh, require the, the current existence of an nefesh, whereas Jews only, uh, in order to be included within Rasicha, Jews require only the potential for nefesh. So you see that he's willing to include the potential for nefesh within the Issa Rasicha, and in general, uh, throughout the Truva, he does not discuss um, the philosophic question of the status of a fetus ever or its relationship, except in the one case I mentioned. In the end, um, he's uncomfortable making distinctions between Jews and non-Jews on the ground that the prohibition for Jews is derived from that for non-Jews. Um, so he's uncomfortable making the distinction, but the ground of his argument is not philosophic. It's purely halachic, and saying that something is an isra carries all the technical implications of an Yisra for example, the Yehorek Vel Yavor, um, with the exception of Rodef, which is how the Ramam justifies uh, abortion to save the life of the mother, and Rav Moshe might be willing to entertain an expansive notion of what constitutes Rodef. Um, and the entire the entire Shiva takes place uh, in the realm of the Halachic, um, rather than the philosophic. But nonetheless, the, um, the swath that Rav Moshe cuts through Achronic um, Chavot here is really quite astounding. Um, he's, he begins by uh, asserting that a Tosfot, which seems to suggest that there is a point, that is Mutra Laroguber, this is a Tosfot quoted by the Chavas Yara, contradicts another Tosfot. The Chavas Yara's position himself is um, wildly ambiguous. The Chavas Yara in abortion is one of the hardest Chavot to read. Um, Rav Moshe decides, um, which is, I think, a reasonable position. It's really not an obvious position that when Tosfus suggests that there is a stage, the language of Tosfus is mutter laharug uber, that is a typo, and really it means putter. Uh, if, you, if you kill a newborn, Tosfus says it twice. In each case, it should be amended to say patur, which I think um, is possibly correct, but it's just the beginning. Then there are two chuvot of the... Um, 
and um, Moshe said, one of them is seems to be very Megil, one of them seems to be very Matir, and Moshe says uh, flat out that the Megil one is a forgery designed to mislead people. Then there are later Chuvot. Um, the Rav Pelim uh, has a Chuvot on this, um, and Rav Moshe says that, or it doesn't even addresses him as a Chacham, Chacham Svardi Echad, um, and says that that is a Chuvot that uh, should not be relied on in the slightest. Um, here's his language regarding the Marit. Shalachain Pashut Shain Lashkiach or Chuva Zuklau, Kivadai Chuva Mizu Yefeti, the Eze Talmud Toah, the Kasva Bishmo. Ain Sark Lomard is a burr, Shuva Mizu Yefeti, me Eze Toah Umat E. And then he says, and by the way, if it were true, I still think, I think it must be applying to the first 40 days um, and not to anything um, afterwards. There's a true of Yaakov Emden that gets the same treatment that um, one should re- should not rely on his words um, at all. Um, he quotes the three day ish. The three day ish quotes the Ramban. Um, if he doesn't understand, all right, lo move on. Heichan Roshan Ramban litlospo buki sriki she's bored the butcher largo. He doesn't. He's he applauds the three day ish for recognizing that uh, the proper issue in the Chavos Yair and Tosfos, but doesn't understand how he can. Um, how he can say it, that the Ramban would have a position that it's um, that it's mutter. So really, right, Rav Chaim Ozer barely escapes this treatment, um, right? Well, even not. Right here's Rav Chaim Ozer. Okay, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty sharp. In the end, we discover that this is really written against the Sicilianers' um, truva, which is not your. Um, uh, um, test, testing of of the of the fetus to amniocentesis to see if it has Tay-Sachs. Um and he says, right, Sir Moshe says uh, after he said Charlie Murray to Rav Yaakov Emden, the English Gechel Chuvat Tozu, he says, "Katafti kolze leinian hapirtsa hagadola baolam shamalchiyos zeharbe medinos hitiru l'harog uberim." Right, many governments have for, have permitted abortion. It would tochem gam Russia b'dinab not Israel, including the the heads of Israel. And many, right, countless fetuses have already been killed. So rather than permitting things because of the Rabbanans, we should be making new Rabbanans to uh, protect fetuses. And certainly we should not be looking for gulas in the realm of Ritzicha. Right, so he's astounded at the unnamed Sicily Ezer for um for for saying this. And one should not err and rely on the on the tshuva of this chacham, namely the tzitzel yezer, the shari lelamari, and right, and may God forgive the tzitzel yezer for uh, for writing this. I think it's valuable to do this in its own right, uh, because I think sometimes we have the impression that the tzitzel yezer's position, um, the tradition's position, that abortion is only drabanan, is the voice of Jewish tradition. Um, it's important to understand that it, you know, that the issue is still uh, hotly debated in, um, in in Jewish tradition, and it's also important to understand that you can simultaneously 
take the position that uh, Jewish tradition does not see the fetus as a full life, um, and at the same time, say, as Ramosha suggested, if it just came down to my chazit, right, who says your blood is redder than his, a person has a reasonable argument that an adult, um, or even a ch- you know, child, even one uh, you know, one second old child, is has redder blood halachically than a fetus because he concedes f- full, fully that uh, abortion is not a capital crime. It's not. It's not a crime that's subject to execution at the hands of human beings. Uh, so Moshe's position that his murder is not grounded in the claim that a fetus is a human being in the same sense as an already born person. So you can introduce. You know, so you can. You can claim that Judaism doesn't believe that humanity begins a conception. Um, maybe you could even say we don't think that life begins a conception, but I think that's really not the issue. Ever the issue, issue is when human life begins. Um, but saying that human life doesn't begin a conception doesn't mean, or doesn't begin at, uh, at yeah, doesn't mean, right, doesn't mean that you don't think that the prohibition of murder begins at conception. You can take the vision that way. But um, to fit this, uh, this shiva comes into our series, right? Things that cannot be said at all. Uh, because Ramosha says it about one specific detail, which is an issue that's already raised by the Chavos Yoyer and is, um, I think, perhaps central to the whole question of the role of abortion in Jewish tradition. Not sure. The question is whether it's possible to claim simultaneously that uh, there is a being um, whom it is permissible to kill, the Oraita, and nonetheless whom it is also permissible Deoraita to violate Shabbat to save them. Uh, this is a vision the Chavos Yair goes back and forth on, um, and Rav Moshe takes one side of it, other people take the other side of it, in, in the Chavos Yair, but Rav Moshe is unambiguous about his own position. He says, um, he's talking in the Sridi Esh, he says, I don't understand how the Sridi Esh could fit into the Ramban, the claim, that it's permitted to um, it's permitted to to kill him. And therefore, Kalvachomer, if it's permitted to kill, then it must be that is there's no obligation to save. And nonetheless, if you choose to save them, you are still uh, you're able to violate Shabbat uh, for that purpose. Right? Which is something that cannot be said at all. So this, I think, is where the philosophic element comes into um, Judaism. I mean, the Rav Moshe doesn't express it that way, but we can ask the question, right? Um, you know, could you construct a philosophic position under which the fetus is valuable enough to violate Shabbat to save, and with that, we're not in any way claiming that Shabbat should be treated as a minor issue, that's right, as major an issue, as a guest short of the big three, and yet say that it is permitted to abort? Um... So we probably have to narrow it and say you don't have to say it's permitted to abort for no reason. You just right. You have to, the question is: Could we say that the fetus can be aborted for reasons short of life saving, and nonetheless believe that you can be mechal Shabbos uh, to preserve the fetus? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I I think that 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 that's really where. Um, the locus of Jewish philosophic thought should be. Um, can we give something in more value than Shabbos? And yet not yet and yet obviously not the value of a born life. And maybe even 
maybe even not the value of um, something approaching pikuach nefesh, even though that something approaching pikuach nefesh uh, would not be matir, uh, would not be matir chil uh, shabbat. Uh, now, in the shiva I wrote last year about COVID, we talked about the right, the the idea that um, the standard of pikuach nefesh for chil shabbat might not be the standard of um, pikuach nefesh in other areas, and so maybe you could try and find some kind of intermediate ground in that way. Uh, I'm really not sure, uh, so I'm going to leave you with this in. Uh, in Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe says that uh, even though he does not say that a fetus is a um, is a complete human life, and it's interesting because he includes it in Ritzicha, but he includes it in Ritzicha as a back formation from the Shrichus Damim for Bnei Noach, as opposed to something that is obviously included in the Isra Ritzicha for Jews. So he's perfectly open to the idea that the fetus, at least at some stages, right, and this is without introducing the notion of within the first within the first 40 days, from the first 40 days uh, until onward, Rav Moshe thinks that seven months is a made-up notion, but we don't know how many other times he has. Um, but he clearly doesn't think that a fetus at all stages um, prior to right, prior to, prior to birth is a, full, is a full human life. Nonetheless, he thinks it's Rasikh all the way through. And the ground of that is that it just can't be. Uh, it just can't be that you're... Um, that you can that that it could that it, if, that saving a fetus can justify chilul shabbos and nonetheless be permitted. Now that raises the question of what about the positions that hold that you can't be mechal shabbos to save a fetus unless it's vaday, um, right? The, the famous position of the bahag maybe say, maybe chilul shabbos for a fetus is different than the chayim right? There are all sorts of ways in which you could try to construct such a position, but generally the the people who are the 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 Rishonim to whom is attributed the position that uh, abortion for Jews only Rabbanan do also hold that it's permitted to be Michal Shabbos for a fetus. Um, so really, to to reach the lenient positions about um, about uh, abortion that are prevalent with right that are popular with regard to Tesex today for understandable reasons, and that the Sitzeliezer I think is less popular and much harder to justify. Extended as far as, uh, as Down syndrome, with one should note in certain cases, um, Tendler's approval, because uh, Rav Tendler took Rav Moshe's position absolutely that it's Ritzicha, but adopted a very expansive notion of Pikuach um, Nefesh. So, um, so, but at the same time, I think that it would be almost unheard of to for somebody to take the position nowadays you can't be Michal Shabbos to save a fetus. Now, that can also be fudged by saying that. Uh, and any threat to the fetus of a pregnant woman is mamela, a threat to the life of the pregnant woman. Um, I think that's a good rule of thumb, um, whether it's an absolute rule of thumb um, or not, um, in the sense of a natural threat. So it's possible that there's a way, there's a technical way through. It's possible this is just one of those places where um, halacha sort of muddles through, in the way that I contend that the position that uh, Christianity is a vodazara for Jews but not for non-Jews is not actually a position that appears in the Rishonim and maybe not even in the Ramah until it's attributed to him, but I think certainly not in Tosvod. But practically, we've we I think I think that I think that that's probably the most prevalent position with an Ashkenazi jury, and it seems to work. 
uh, even though it's incoherent. So maybe we have developed some kind of similarly incoherent position uh, about the status of the fetus. Uh, even the Rav Moshe says that uh, any case, I leave that up to you and I'm happy as always to receive your comments. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.